Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is David Young, and you are listening to the Drone to 1K podcast by Drone Launch Academy. Welcome to season two. We had, I believe, 10 episodes in season one. And if you are new here to the show, let me just give you a quick rundown of what this is and how it works. So essentially, we have on the show, we interview successful drone entrepreneurs, specifically drone business owners. So people who are out there flying their drones in exchange for money. So whether that's doing real estate marketing, making videos for people, doing construction progress, mapping, a whole host of different things. So we want people who are out there making it happen, bringing them on the show so we can show you how they're doing it, give you insights into people who are already successful in the drone business so that if you're thinking about starting something either on the side or maybe with the hopes of doing it full time, you've got someone else's experience to go off of and kind of have an inside look into their business. Some of the people that we interview, our criteria to be on the show is that uh, you have to be making at least $1,000 a month with your drone. So that's a pretty wide range. So a lot of people who are doing it kind of on the side. We have some people this season who have made hundreds of thousands of dollars per year with their drone all the way down to, as you'll hear in this episode, a high school student who's doing it part time, but is still doing really well and making a great side income. So uh, I'm excited to bring you this season. We release these seasons at a time because frankly, it is really hard to keep up with a podcast. So we work to record about 10 episodes. Once we get those 10 episodes, uh, we start releasing them. That way there's never a gap in the weeks or you think there's going to be an episode and there's not an episode because we didn't get a recording in. Um, This way we can release them week after week uh, and you know what to expect. Helps us produce a better show for you. Helps us do a little better with the planning, all that stuff. So we appreciate your understanding uh, for the season format, but we've just finished wrapping up our last episode for season two on the recording side of things. So um, now we're releasing them. So Season two, this is episode one. Today we have on the show, uh, he'll introduce himself in a moment and his name and his company, but like I said, he is a high school student, a high school senior who has a drone business and he makes more money with his drone on the side than some people do working full-time jobs. Now, not every full-time job, but he does make more than some people working full-time jobs. And that to me is just really impressive, especially for a high school student, the initiative that he showed uh, and just kind of how he made his business happen is really, really cool to hear. He shares lots of great insights that are kind of well beyond his his age, that it seems. So I'm excited to let you guys listen in on this um, and get some great insight out of it like I did. And I don't want to be misleading here also, by the way. I, I'm talking about how we're interviewing all these people that are making money with drones. One thing that you will hear on these podcasts is that you cannot just go and buy a drone and pick it up and start making money. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to do marketing. You have to get out and hustle. It does take work, right? I'm not saying this is some magic pill like, oh, buy a drone and become a rich and become rich a millionaire. No. Um, If you get a drone, there are possibilities out there. But just like anything else, just because you have the tool does not mean that you can make money with it. Just because you can go to the grocery store and buy chicken doesn't mean you can make a gourmet meal or that you're a chef, okay? just want to get that through your head. I don't want to give anybody the illusion that this is an, an easy thing. So it does take work, but it is possible. That's what I want you to know. It is possible. And that's what we want you to know on the podcast, listening to these people. 
All right. So before we dive into the episode, real quick, I just wanted to tell you about a few things you might be interested in. Number one, reviews. Reviews are very important to us because it helps other people find the show. It helps other people know what to expect. You know, some people say, hey, I like listening to all 10 of these in a row. I binge listen to them. So we like reviews and it helps us know, hey, if we're doing something wrong or bad, you know, let us know so we can change it. But we want to make this a great free resource for you guys. So please leave us a review in order to entice you to leave a review. If you go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, as a thank you, we will send you a free Drone Launch t-shirt. So just take a screenshot of your review and then email it to david at dronelaunchacademy.com. That is me. And uh, let me know and let us know the size you would like and where you want us to send it and we'll send you one. If it's a negative review, if you hate the show, I mean, if you really want to leave it on there, you can, obviously. I would prefer that you just email me and let me know why you don't like the show. And I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. We definitely want to try to improve everything we can. But just let me know. Unless you really feel like you need to put it on the, the regular review system. I mean, knock yourself out. Some people are grumpy and they just like that. So no problem. But so far in season one, we got 50 five-star reviews. No four-star reviews, no three. Everything was five-star reviews, 50 of them. So I really appreciate that. You guys have shown a ton of support, a ton of love. So yeah, I just love you guys. Appreciate it. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. But again, I know we're not perfect, so always open to any other feedback you have. Okay, last but not least, we have some discounts for podcast listeners if you're interested, just for podcast listeners. If you go to dronelaunchacademy.com slash D1K discount, D, the number one, the letter K, and discount. Uh, we have some discount codes there for you for our courses. We've got a couple of them. Part 107 prep video course to help you get that Part 107 license if you're going to become a commercial pilot. Aerial video A to Z, Aerial Photo Pro, and Aerial Roof Inspection Pro. And we're adding more. But if you want to go there, we got discounts anywhere from 50 bucks to, I think, $150 off some of those courses. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Don't want to cram that down your throat. If you don't care, just move on and listen to the podcast. All right, guys, here we go. Welcome. All right, everybody. On the podcast today, we have Andrew Hicks with uh, Skypix Aerial. Is that right, Andrew? Yes. All right. Great. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to Drone to 1K. Really appreciate you chatting with me. And uh, why don't you just kind of tell everybody who you are, a little bit about your company. You don't have to go into too much detail right now because we'll, we'll dive in more later, but just general, like who you are, how you got into drones. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I started flying drones probably five years ago or so. And then this past year, I was like, why shouldn't I start this as a business to make some extra money? So I did back in January of 2019. And then over the summer, I started getting a lot more business. And in the winter, it was more of just building the business because aerial photography, especially up north, is not as big during the winter because mm. it's cold, it's snowing, the trees don't have leaves on them and everything. So over the summer, I started to get a lot more business from mainly real estate clients and then throughout the winter that's been getting a lot better and i've lined up more clients essentially for next year into the springtime cool so you said like five years ago you started kind of getting into drones yeah yeah because i'm i'm actually i'm a senior in high school right now so i've been doing this for oh, a what? year now really i didn't yeah. know that you sound a lot older. i mean we're not i don't know on video right now for people who are listening on audio so uh that's awesome man so what age were you when you started getting into drones? Probably like 13, 14, maybe. The first one I had was actually like one of the $50 ones you could buy at Target. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> and then I eventually got a Parrot Bebop 2. Okay. Which I I loved it. And I just, I wasn't that pleased with the pictures from it. So then mm-hmm. I got a Mavic 2 Pro, which is what I use now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's funny people laugh about those $50 ones. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> those are fun and, you know, they're I good mean, to start it, with, it's, it's something cheap that can get you interested in it and yeah. then lead you to something better. Yeah, I think my first drone was a Sima X5C. So every time somebody's like, oh, my son's new to drones or my, my daughter wants a drone, what should I get them? I was like, just get them one of these Sima X5Cs. They still make them. I think they're like 40 bucks. Yeah. And uh, you can get them on Amazon. And they're like super light. So you can like crash them into stuff and you're not going oh, yeah. like, to hurt anything. Into anything. Yeah. And like, even if you're like flying it and you're like, you know, oh crap, I need to land. You can just cut the power and the thing just basically floats to the ground. So, so yeah, I think that's a, it's good to start there. Some of these people who go out and their first drone they ever buy is like a, you know, $700, $800 Mavic yeah. Air. And then they put it in the air and they fly right into a tree. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, now DJI has the Tello, which yeah. is actually great for like educational stuff. Yeah, that is a good drone. It actually is pretty decent. Uh, like it flies, it flies pretty decently. Yeah. It has some cool, some cool features on it. Well, awesome. So now you, you're you starting a business. You just started in January of 2019. So we're recording this in December of 2019, probably yeah. come out a couple months from now. But so you're right at a year into yeah. the business. So tell us a little bit about when you were first starting out, like what, uh, I guess like you'd been doing drones for a while. So what was it that really sparked you to be like, I need to make some money doing this? The biggest thing was I turned 16. So I was able to actually get my license. Cause I okay. knew before that I was like, well, I can't do any of this until I get my part 107 license. Right. And then it was a lot of like, I'm going to get this nicer drone to take pictures and videos i take it on vacation i take it with me everywhere mm-hmm. why not get my license i'm in high school spend a little extra time and go out and do this work and bring in some extra money so that i can go places and save for college dude i love that that's great so when you when you first start you decided to start in the springtime now you're in you're in maryland right you said yeah yeah now what part of maryland are you at like are you close to dc or baltimore like what are you um, kind of further out west? i'm like an hour west of baltimore oh, okay cool i used to live in the dc area a couple of years ago so I'm familiar with maryland but it yeah. does get does get pretty cold up there in the winter time. yeah so so when you started in the winter were you trying to target uh re- mainly realtors tell us about that like what was your original business plan starting out I had gotten like some golf courses. They were like, well, you can come take pictures for us. But at that point I was all, I was just doing all, I was like, I'll come take pictures for you, put it on your social media and tag me. I'm not going to charge you. And that was like towards, that was probably like March maybe. Of, of 19. Um, yeah. Yeah. So were they receptive to that? Like how did, how did those conversations Yeah. Yeah. Go? I mean, and, and they loved it. Like they were like, of course, come on out. And I actually got with, one of their like a social media person who did it for like three golf courses in my area. So I was able to go take pictures for all of them unpaid, but it actually did get me a few clients, some followers through them, just basically advertising for me. Yeah. And then over the summer, the biggest thing that I did that has made a huge impact is I messaged a drone company and I think Chicago it was, And I asked them for advice. I was like, what did you guys do to start getting clients? And they said, find a local real estate photographer 
who either offers or doesn't offer aerial photography and offer it to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And throughout the like August, September, October, I was doing 10 jobs a week through through this one company doing all of their aerial photography shoots, basically. Wow. Now that's great. That's, I mean, that's a great idea. And um, that's awesome that it paid off for you. Yeah. Um, Now, were you just doing photography or are you doing any type of video as well? For me, the three biggest things that I do, I would say, I don't know, maybe two or three. When I go somewhere, I charge basically like, I'll come take pictures of your house is what I charge for. Mm -hmm. I take as many pictures, as many videos as I can in like a 30 to 45 minute time frame. Mm -hmm. So that if the person, it gives them more pictures for them to choose from. And all the videos, I just take as many as I can. If I have to fly from one spot to another spot, I make that into a video, essentially. So like I have done some specific video stuff, but a lot of the times real estate agents, because the whole aerial thing is very new to them. So a lot of the real estate agents just want pictures, but there are a lot that do want videos. Cool. Now, do you charge separately for doing videos and do you do like editing and stuff or, or do you not really dive into that too much? I do editing if they want it. A lot of times they don't. You're talking about editing on the videos or the pictures? Both. Okay. And a lot of the video editing, I outsource to okay. other people because I'm not the best at it. Yeah, there's nothing um, like that. So, and then the same thing for the pictures. I send all my real estate pictures to a company in Vietnam who edits all of them at a very affordable price. And they do like they do all all sorts of stuff and i generally i do charge extra but it's Mm -hmm. not a ton more because my base for like a house if i go and take pictures with no editing nothing else just straight pictures and some videos i charge a hundred dollars okay so that's like super Um, yeah and that's within like 30 minute range of where i am so that if it's outside that i'm obviously going to add on more because it's going to take me a while to get there Right. Um, now, now, if you charge, uh, if, you, if they say, hey, I want these to be like edited and, and look good. Now, or, well, I sorry, on that, a quick question. If you're working for a real estate photographer already, or would you just give the unedited photos to them and they would yes. just edit that along with the rest of their images so they yes. kind of look cohesive? Is that yeah. what happens? That's, that's what they do. So like when I do work for other companies, uh-huh. they, they'll ask me to edit them a lot of the time. But the real estate photographer that I work with has in-house editors. So I send them everything unedited gotcha. and then they send it through with all the interior exterior pictures that they have. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. I was gonna say, cause in that way, it seems like it would make sense that they would, you know, kind of apply the same or similar yeah. presets to them to, to yeah. make it look similar. And I love what you're doing. I feel like <laughs> you're like one of the smartest high school students I've ever talked to. Cause like, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I outsourced this. Oh, there's a company you know, I'll do that. You're like, you know, you're, you're thinking uh, more, ahead of the curve than a lot of full-grown business people. That I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love it. Okay. So I'm just trying to, you know, take it one step at a time through the story here. So you're back in March. Tell me real quick. So, so you kind of glossed over it, but I think people would be interested to know what was your approach to these golf courses? Like when you said, okay, cool. I'm going to try to get my name out there, get some exposure. Did you just like Google golf courses in my area and like look up their phone number and call whatever was on Google. Like give us some specifics on how you made those contacts and, and started making that happen. So I was actually 
flying one day near my school, which has a golf course like on the opposite side of the road as it. So I took a few pictures of the golf course from over my school and I posted them on my Instagram and I tagged them and they reached out to me and they were like, we love this. This is like, your pictures are great, whatever. So then I DM'd them and asked if I, if like I could get the email of somebody to contact. And then I emailed her and I basically, I just said, Hey, I'm new. I'm starting this company out. I'm insured. I have my license. Everything is legal. Can I come out to your golf course and take some pictures for your social media at some point? And she Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then she just wanted to wait until I think it was like May when the weather was a little nicer for us. Sure. So then I just, I went out, took, spent maybe half an hour, took a bunch of pictures, edited them. I edited them myself because she wasn't paying me and then sent them over to her. And then she, I mean, she still uses them now. Like I haven't gone back there since May and they still post pictures all the time on their social media just because I sent them so many. How many did you send them? Do you remember? Or like approximately? Probably around a hundred to 150 maybe. Oh, wow. You sent them a lot. Yeah. You edited all those. Now, did you just come up with some presets and apply them to the photos or did you like spend time kind of like I mean, each photo? I did each one individually, but I just do it very fast. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing that many, like I don't yeah. go through and do that many settings, but I mean, yeah, I did. I did do each one individually for them. About how long did that take you to, to edit all that? Probably an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Oh, that's not that bad. You were yeah. really fast. Awesome. And then so did you just kind of repeat a similar strategy for the other golf courses that you ended up working with? Yeah. Yeah. I've done, that's pretty much like, well, a lot of them, I don't go and take pictures just because I'm, it's like kind of weird if I just go and take pictures <laughs> of their golf course. Yeah. Um, I just, I go online and I either find a phone number or an email, email or call them. And now at this point, I wouldn't offer to do it for free because I have a whole portfolio. Sure. Yeah. That was, that was basically what I was trying to do at that point was like develop my portfolio so that I can go to other people and be like, Hey, look, this is what I've done. Right. Right. We can do this for you at your golf course. Right. Like you say too, it it also spreads knowledge of, of what you do to different people. And you, and you said you ended up getting clients from that free work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. Like what, what what are the clients that you ended up, the paying clients that you ended up getting from that? I think I got two from the first golf course. I'm not sure about the other ones, but they were one of them, or actually no, both of them, they wanted pictures of the golf course to hang in their house. So I think I ended up charging them each, I think it was like 125, including like a big, I forget what size. It must've been like four foot by two foot printout of the picture for their house. And they just, they told me they were like, I want pictures of hole five and seven to hang around my house. Now were these, were these members of the golf course? Yeah. Yeah. They, it was like people from the neighborhood that the golf course is in. Now, did they just see it on social media and reach out to you or how how did that come about? They followed the golf course on Instagram and then Mm -hmm. ended up following me from that and then reached out through there. That's awesome. So you've got those big things printed. How, how much did it cost you to print those out? Sorry, I'm asking a lot of detailed questions, um, but I know like I think it was like detail. 30 bucks. So I ended up making like 95 off each job. Oh, awesome. And yeah, I'm assuming it didn't take you super long to take. Oh, no. I mean, because I did them both at one time. Yeah. So I just I went out, took like 20 pictures, maybe 
looked through them, picked out the best ones. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Now, how did you, uh, you know, you, you sound like you have some editing skills yourself, even though sometimes you outsource them sound just for, yeah. you know, to make things more efficient, but where did you learn how to do that? Did you just jump on YouTube or, or what was your kind of, um, I, there? I've never learned how to do it essentially. I mean, I've just like, I, yeah, I you mean, just kinda, watched, you just kind of hack your way through it. Yeah. I just, I've used it for so long that okay. I just know what to do. I mean, essentially, how long have you been using, or do you use Lightroom to edit them? Yeah, I use Lightroom. Um, and I don't, I have Photoshop. I don't really use it that much. Sure. So you've just used Lightroom for a yeah. long time, even before you were doing this as a business? Yeah. Okay. So you were just pretty familiar. With I mean, I'd probably were... say I've been using Lightroom for two and a half years. Okay, cool. Well, that's awesome, man. So, so you get some paying clients here on the golf course, you're, you're starting to expand. How did you then first get into real estate? Was it did you try and fail and then reach out to that company in Chicago or is that the first thing you did kind of walk us through when, when you started shifting to some real estate? Um, so the first real estate job I had was in July before I had reached out to that company in Chicago at my school, we had like a career day and I was, so I brought, I brought my business cards cause there was like a bunch of like business owner people coming and I was like, well, maybe, one of them I can get my business card to. So there was actually a broker from a large commercial real estate firm in my area that came and spoke. And I went up to him after I said, Hey, I just started doing aerial photography. I know you guys do real estate. Here's my business card. And I didn't think anything of that. Cause that was like maybe March of the last school year. Okay. And then in like July. Now, was that the extent of your conversation? Was that it? Was he like, cool, thanks. And that was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, he was like, oh, that's really cool. Thank you. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. There was right. nothing more. And then in July, he reached out to me and actually asked me to do a 500 acre farm. Wow. And that was very overwhelming because <laughs> I did not know how big 500 acres was <laughs> until I got there. <laughs> so that was the first real estate job that I had. And I was super excited. I was like, I can't mess this up. These people are going to give me more work if I do good. And you're just doing photography, right? I did videos for them because okay. a lot of their properties for the commercial real estate company, they want videos because like they have clients who will sit down and watch a five minute video of the property. Sure. A lot of people aren't going to do that. Yeah. Now, how much did you charge him? A hundred dollars for five hundred acres? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. I charge a hundred dollars for like a house. Like <laughs> I was going to say. So, what did you? <laughs> um, if you don't mind sharing, how how much did you end up uh, charging for that job? I think it took four hours, and I charged. I think it was like five eighty-five. How did you come up with that? Seems pretty specific. How did you come up with five eighty-five? I don't really. I think it was like. I, at this point I was making it up because this was the first one I had and I was yeah. like, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to charge these people. So I think I said it was like $500 for the time and then, uh -huh. or, or no, $400 for the time and then 185 for editing the pictures and putting together like a five minute video. Oh, so um, that included a five minute video. Yeah. And I okay. don't remember how I came up with that 185. Oh, I mean, I um, like it. It's, uh, it sounds like you, at least if, if you, 585 sounds like, uh, it's got reasoning behind it, you know, and it's yeah, not like yeah. a random number. Cause like now I have more of like a pricing, like set thing. I have a few packages that I offer, but like mm -hmm. 
that at that point that was my first one and i was like well i have no idea what to charge these people yeah 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 well hey dude i mean at least you went out there and uh and, and gave them something yeah now so for the video i'm just curious how much uh how much details in this video is it just different shots that's like put to music or did you uh did you narrate it or did you are there is there like a lot of like you know lower thirds and overlay text and stuff on it all the videos I make for them, I normally do myself and you're going to laugh, but I actually use the Windows video editor. I mean, um, people, yeah, people, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. I'm not laughing at that. So what I, what I did was I used Litchi to uh -huh. map out my flight. I went to a gas station before I mapped it out, it took me 10 minutes. And then it, it was basically just a video going around the entire property. So did you have it as an automated flight? Yeah. Awesome. That's smart. Um, so it was, it was just basically, it was like coming up the long road and then it just went to go around the entire 500 acre property. Wow. And it took just like, like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, no, cause it actually, actually I had to split it into two because it took my whole battery. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, Cause it, I ended up, it took me like four hours of being there to get it, to get everything done. Cause then I did take pictures too. But that was the biggest part of the video was the going around the entire property, which probably took like 40 minutes of flight time. Mm. Did you just speed up the video to get it to like, to get it down to that um, amount of time? Actually, or did you chop I it only, up? I only sped it up like two and a half, I think, just because they wanted it to be longer. They like, I kept, I sent them it really sped up and they were like, well, can you slow it down? Gotcha. And I was like, why do you want it slowed down? Like it's a five, it's already five minutes or something. And then like, I just took like a few other video clips, just like going over the property and pictures yeah. of the house and that. And then the video, um, I always just started off with like the little title thingy as like the address. Mm -hmm. And then I go on Epidemic Sounds, find yep. a song and put it to that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. So that was your first real estate job. And then yeah. did that company hire you for, for more jobs after that? Or was it kind of just a one and done deal? Um, yeah, they, they hire me. I probably get like one a month from them, but their jobs I, I like because they're all bigger. Mm -hmm. So it's all like 200 to $500 awesome. um, is what, what their jobs are versus the houses, which are like a hundred. Gotcha. Well, you know, and it sounds like, you know, taking the photos isn't really what takes the longest, at least, you know, from my experience or people I've yeah. talked to, you, and it's really like a lot of the editing and some of the other, other pieces that can be more time consuming. So if you have somebody else doing the editing or someone else finding the clients for you, like the real estate photographer, it's probably a pretty good hourly rate if you're just, you know, yeah. popping in and popping out and getting a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's great. And if you don't, if you don't mind sharing something I like to ask people on the, the podcast too, is, you know, like how much maybe during a busy time and then maybe during like a slow time, would you say you're averaging per month in like revenue, just like total, total like billing? So like during the busy months i'd say i was probably averaging five to ten jobs a week which is like two thousand to four thousand dollars a month that's awesome so i mean that's I, that's pretty good and then also including if i get any other jobs in that month which would up from the 100 to whatever the job might cost sure and then what's like a, in, in the slow months maybe like in the towards the winter time oh it's like awful. even like maybe like now <laughs> like when I actually, I just had surgery, so I haven't been able to work for like a week and a half, but oh, sorry, man. it's, I mean, I, I got, I'd say maybe two jobs a week at the least. So that's okay. what 
I can't do math. Twelve hundred dollars a month. Okay. I mean, still, you still got yeah. money coming in. I mean, especially as a high school student for yeah. Kyle, I think yeah. I worked at Panera Bread when I was in high school. I made like <laughs> not even close to that. Uh, and I can tell you, working at Panera Bread is not as fun as flying a drone. So. Oh, I love it. It's a, I um, love doing it. Man, that's great. So, so you're. I mean. As a high school student, you're, you're making as much as other people who have full-time jobs. Some people have college yeah. degrees, don't even make that much money. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So you got that, you got some jobs from that, that one company where you just kind of did a cold, hey, here's my business card. What are some other ways that you found effective to get clients? So we've talked about, you reached out to a, a real estate photographer. Talk about that a little bit. How'd you find that person and, and what was that like? I essentially, I just Googled real estate photographer, Frederick, Maryland. And Mm -hmm. this company came up. So I sent them an email and I was like, Hey, I do aerial photography and I would love to do work for you. Like be your aerial photographer, like, or the person that you hire to do your aerial photography. Sure. And they responded and they were like, that would be great. Can I see your work? Blah, 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 all that stuff. So I sent them like my portfolio that I had had. And she was like, oh, wow, like, that's amazing. And then it was basically down to what I charge. And she actually told me all the people she had hired before charged her like 170 a house. Mm-hmm. So me coming in at 100 was actually like great for her. Oh, great. So she had worked with other people in the past. And, and yes, you and kind she of... said that all of their work was awful and not as good as what <laughs> I do. How big was, that's awesome. How big was your portfolio at this time? Like how much did you have to show her like as far as what you could do? Was it pretty um, substantial size or was it still pretty small? A lot of the stuff in my portfolio was like from when I had gone on vacations over the summer. Oh, okay. Um, so it was some personal stuff too. So I didn't make it into like personal stuff. Like what I did was I went to Mexico. I took pictures of the hotel. Also, I wouldn't recommend flying your drone in Mexico. Why is I that? Got, I got chased by the police. Um, <laughs> but I did get good pictures of the hotel down there. And then I went to St. John in the Virgin Islands and I took pictures of the Westin. So you, you were like, you were taking pictures as if somebody could have hired you for that yeah, job kind of thing. Yeah, essentially. And yeah, then so. I just used those, posted them on my Instagram. And I actually, Marriott and whatever the Weston is, they all, they like, they reposted my pictures and they were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. We love this. Nice. Man, um, that's that, great. I mean, that, and that was a big like confidence booster. Sure. That's from like those big companies saying, wow, this is like, this is a good picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. I had a, I had a lot of that in my portfolio and then I had just like some other, like I went to deep Creek Lake in Maryland, took pictures of some houses over the lake, stuff like that. So you just kind of always are, are around taking good photos of Oh, where, wherever I go, I'm taking pictures. Okay, cool. And you just I don't, you know, I don't go anywhere without my camera or my drone. <laughs> awesome. So you had that and and that's what she was kind of looking at to kind yeah. of get an idea of your pictures. And yeah. I'm assuming you, you edit that stuff that's going up on your Instagram. Oh yeah. 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 I had a question about the uh the Vietnamese uh, outsourcing. Do you mind telling us how much they you do pay for them to edit photos? I I pay them. It's like forty cents a picture. Oh wow! And, yeah, and they, and they get back they get it back to me with in twelve to twenty four hours. Wow, that's awesome. So like I can keep my like I try to have like next day turnaround, but if I can't do that, it would, it would be the day after, and that's really depending when they get it back to me, and they've always gotten it back within a day. Yeah. 
That's great, man. Now, speaking of that, do you find that when you're working for these companies or real estate photographers, realtors, whomever, that they expect a pretty quick turnaround time? Yes, most of them do. How fast are we talking here for your stuff? I would say the most I've ever made somebody wait is like three days, but I'd say that's probably too long. Um, And especially the faster you get it back to them, as long as it looks good, Mm -hmm. they will be pleased and they will be very happy that you got it back to them fast. Nice. Because if if you wait, then they're like, well, they just, it just annoys them because you shouldn't have to wait. Like you can turn it, you can get a turnaround time of less than a day. Yeah. That's awesome. Now you, now see you balance all this with, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to, you're not skipping school to do this stuff, right? No, no, no. It's honestly not that bad. Actually, next semester, I'm taking the second half of the day to work through my school. There's a like, it's, it's like work study. So I'm going to be working after 10, 15 every day. Now, does working mean working on your drone business or you have to go to a different job? No, working on my drone business and doing oh, that. That's awesome. So you yeah. can count that as your work study? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because technically- Man, what a good deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, great. So that, that'll be nice. That's awesome. Now, for your company, is that your your name, Skypix, right? Is that, did you go and set that up as an LLC and set up a bank account and all that stuff? Or is that just kind of a name you chose to, to I do have, business under? I have a trade name. Okay. Because once I turn 18, I will be registering as an LLC. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Since you're not 18, would you yeah. not be able to do that yet under your own? Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I want it to be my own. I don't want my parents on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Okay. Awesome. And now as far as the uh, other people who are starting a business, are you keeping track of, and yeah, and again, I don't know how this works if you're under 18 and on your tax return, but you know, are you keeping track of all your expenses and yeah, um, all that stuff? I, to- I keep track of all my payments that come in. I use Square for everything, which is they're great. It's amazing. You just send um, the invoices through Square. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then I mean, I have the little Square reader if somebody wanted to swipe their credit card, but I've never had that. Yeah. I was gonna um, say. but it just allows me to send invoices with reminders and all that stuff. And I cool. just I have a Google spreadsheet where I keep track of everything that I buy everything that I spend. I don't necessarily keep track of like, oh, I made $200. I'm going to pay myself a hundred because I'm just not registered. No, no, no. LLC, but I know, you know, so, for tax, for tax yeah. stuff, you know, the more you yeah. keep track of your legit expenses, you know, the less you'll end up having to pay. Into and it. I do, I do my best to track miles. I don't think I can deduct them yet, but once I can, gotcha. I just want to make sure that I keep in that good habit of tracking them. Yeah. 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 No, that's smart, man. But again, you're like probably the most responsible high school student I've ever heard of. Um, that's awesome. So where do you where do you kind of see things headed for you? Are you going to kind of stay in the, you know, it sounds like the real estate area and in some of the other kind of, you know, photography of golf courses or whatever has, has been pretty good for you. Are you going to stay in that zone? Or are you going to try to expand into other things? Are you going to try to build a team? Like, what do you think is, what's the future look like for you? So actually my goal starting in like February and March of next year is I actually, I want to start a drone pilot network, like droners and all that stuff. Uh So I have a development team that I'm going to be working with to develop that and they'll do all my marketing and stuff. I want to create a platform like that because all the platforms that I've used that are like that have always been like, they're hard to use. They don't look good. So I want to be able to create that platform for people 
and then I'm actually I'm moving to Orlando. So right now I'm training somebody in Maryland who I'm gonna hire to keep doing the work in Maryland. Awesome. Um they're just right now studying to get their their 107 license with your training course. Then once I move to Orlando, I'm starting to look at people there who I'm gonna start reaching out to to line them up, like real estate agents. And then eventually I want to get into like mapping and all the infrared stuff, but I just, I don't have the money right now saved up to put that towards like the Inspire 2 or something like that with the special cameras on it. Gotcha. That's awesome. And you're, so you're already even like growing, expanding. Now, when are you moving to Orlando? Next summer. Okay. Are you going to go to school down there or are you just moving down there for other reasons? Yeah. You going to UCF? Yep. Nice. It's only about an hour from, from where we are in uh we're, we're in lakeland which is uh oh yeah between in between tampa, tampa. yeah well that's really cool man so if people want to check out your work or chat with you like what's the best way to to get a hold of you like instagram or uh yeah i mean website? i'm really act really active on instagram i have a chat thing on my website okay i mean instagram or my website i get notifications for both so what's your uh, what's your instagram handle skypix ap oh ap is that for aerial photography yeah cool so Skypix, S-K-Y-P-I-X, right? Yep. A-P, uh, that's Instagram. And then what's your website? The same thing, skypixap.com. Cool, www.skypixap.com. And uh, we will put each of those in the, the show notes when we write it up. So if you are wanting to reach out to Andrew, you can go to dronelaunchacademy.com slash podcasts and uh, you can see his episode there. And in the show notes, we'll have both of those linked up. So you can check out Andrew's work and reach out to him that way. Well, Andrew, man, I've really enjoyed talking to you. You're really inspiring, especially doing all this at such a, you know, relatively young age to everybody else who seems to be kind of getting into it. So I'm really impressed with you, man. And when you move to Florida, I'd love to, I'd love to link up, grab some lunch or something. And maybe uh, we could have you on another episode uh, in another season to kind of hear, hear where you are and and how you're doing with the drone business. That would be amazing. Thank you. Cool, man. All right. Well, Take care and uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Andrew Hicks from Skypix Aerial. Man, I just got I got pumped up with this interview and hearing about all he's done at such a young age. I think this episode was really inspiring, especially for the younger crowd here. Maybe you're uh, in your teens and you're thinking about this and thinking that maybe out of reach. But Andrew is just some great proof that, hey, if you hustle and you put yourself out there, and uh, you spend your time doing the right things like networking, learning the skills, you can really actually make some pretty good money even as a high schooler. So really cool to see that and um, and loved uh, hearing from Andrew. So if you want to be on the, the Drone 1K podcast, just want to put this out there, uh, shoot us an email and let us know. You can email me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com. Again, we're looking for people making $1,000 a month or more uh, with their drone. So if that's you and you want to be on the podcast, uh, let me know. We'll get you on season three. Uh, we'll you know, shout you out to our email list, tens of thousands of people. I think last time I checked, we had like 40,000 people on our email list. You know, you go on our website. So we'll give you some love, give you some good press. And in return, you can share your story with our drone community. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. And excited to see you next week for season two, episode two of the Drone to 1K podcast. We're here for a solid 10 episodes this season. So looking forward to it. And again, if you want to shoot us a review, uh, let me know. And uh, we'll get you a free t-shirt to say thanks. These aren't cheapo t-shirts either. I mean, I think these things cost us like 15 bucks per shirt.
because they're nice. You know, I wear these shirts too. They're not like the crappy, like $2 cardboard feeling shirts. They're nice shirts. But yeah, go leave us an honest review. We'd love it. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. See you next week.